0: hello and welcome to does that hold up the movie podcast about your childhood i'm your host eli charleston on today's episode i'm talking with christy simpson about stand by me as always you can follow me in the podcast on twitter at eli the robot all right let's get into it So,
1: had you seen it
0: before? I had. I I saw it, but not when I was, like, growing up or anything. I saw it, um, when I lived near Bathurst Station. My roommate had, like, this 50-inch old-school television and and just, like, random DVDs. So I watched Stand By Me one night. I watched uh, Battle Royale that way.
1: I've still never seen Battle Royale.
0: It's really good. Uh, I, I just read the book, uh, having ever oh, read okay. it. The book's also really good. It's, it's obviously much more in depth, but yeah. yeah, I definitely recommend both of them. Did you see, uh, Stand By Me when it came out in 85 or whatever?
1: Not in the theater. Cause when I was a kid, I grew up in the country and we didn't hardly ever go to the theater. All of it was maybe rated R, maybe not though. But no, I would have seen it just on VHS probably within the first year that it came out on video. And then over and over again.
0: That's cool. You grew up in like on like Ontario country, yeah?
1: Yeah, yeah. Just like an hour and a half away from Toronto. Nice.
0: Did you find any with this movie? Like obviously you didn't grow up in the nineteen fifties. No, but- I didn't. <laughs> But did you see that, like, I don't know, I, I'm i a little younger than you, but I often feel like my generation was, like, the last generation where we didn't constantly have cell phones and we could just say to our parents, we'll be back by X amount of time. And, like, there was a lot more freedom to well, being a kid.
1: Yeah, but because we lived in the country, like, there was nowhere to go. Hmm. So if we did leave, yeah, like we could leave on our own after a while, but probably not till like I was like, man, like 14 or 15. And my sister is three years younger. So we would go together sometimes to our other friend's house. But it was like we would meet in the middle, which meant like a half hour walk Mm -hmm. to meet at like a bridge. Yeah. But yeah, like it wasn't like scary or whatever to go out by ourselves but we just didn't because we were in the middle of nowhere
0: <laughs> there's yeah. nowhere to go yeah you never I guess you didn't explore or anything it kind of lost its charm pretty quick
1: yeah I like it was fine but I'm not a country person like mm-hmm. I was not very interested in nature or anything either
0: <laughs> yeah it's fair I guess people myself I always assume like wherever you're born you end up being that kind of person initially because it's all you kind of know. Yeah. But, like I grew up in Winnipeg and I was like, yeah, I'm I and I had to constantly go to Saskatchewan cuz that's where my extended family is and I was, like, oh. I was like, I hate small towns, I hate the countryside. Uh I love big cities like Winnipeg. Uh <laughs> and then I moved to Toronto and I was like, oh wait, no, this is what I love. This is great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Now that I know how to drive, I could probably take living in the country, but yeah, probably I wouldn't want to. It would either have to be like the country or Toronto, mm-hmm. like nothing in between, like no small town. I don't think and for sure not suburbs.
0: No, I, uh, I'm, I'm working a lot in North Vancouver this week and it's so suburban and I, I don't, I can't quantify why I hate it. I just know I do.
1: Yeah, like, it's just, like, if we ever drive through them, it's just so the same, and it just seems like there's nothing. Mm-hmm. Like, really nothing.
0: There's no personality. Yeah. There was... It, it, it's interesting with Small Town because it's, it's seen as so idyllic and so, uh, like, a good place to raise children. And, and an argument can kind of be made for that, and obviously I'm biased, but
1: yeah,
0: um, it also seems like because there's not a lot to do in small towns the only thing there is to do is to like have bush parties and fall into fires and vandalize yeah get super
1: drunk get super pregnant early (laughs)
0: yeah
1: then stay in that town forever
0: there was a my ex-girlfriend is from oh god what is it called it's a I, I don't remember the name of it, but it's known for two things, just, like, the Air Force and, like, the highest pregnancy rate in Ontario. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember visiting it once, and I was so thrown... I'm, I'm constantly thrown off by small towns because everyone is very friendly. Um, yeah. <laughs> which, like, if you're in a big city and someone says hi to you, you wonder what they want.
1: Yeah, like, yeah, when people are super nice, it always makes me feel weird, and sometimes it turns out they're just nice and sincere, and I'm all like, but why? Yeah. Because well, <laughs> feel... I'm not like that, and I grew up in the country, and I do not want anyone to talk to me ever, and I don't say hi to people I don't know.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, for, for me, it's 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 work. Yeah. Uh, so, stand by me. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's a lot about small town life and, and, and more so about growing up, uh, with four, four friends, uh, firm, fr- those firm friends of yours that it, famously sort of that last line of, of do you ever have friends like that? Um, and it, it starts with old Will Wheaton, who is played by <laughs> young Richard Dreyfus.
1: Yep. Yep.
0: From Jaws. And I don't need to say what Richard Dreyfus is from. It's Richard <laughs> Dreyfus. Uh, and, and he sees a a newspaper article about uh, lawyer Chris Chambers, or law student Chris Chambers, is uh, killed while trying to stop a fight. Yeah. And it, it causes him to reminisce on, he grew up with Chris Chambers, and he grew up with uh, Jerry Connell, and he grew up with uh, Corey Feldman. Uh, and he grew up as Will Wheaton. I like how it's
1: Chris Chambers, but then it's Jerry O'Connell and Corey Feldman.
0: <laughs> I was trying really hard to remember their names. Uh, Vern.
1: Vern Tessio and, and,
0: and Teddy. Teddy Duchamp. Yeah. Yes. And uh, Will Wheaton. Uh, Gordy Lachance. Thank you. <laughs> uh, and and so it cuts to them in a clubhouse, uh, smoking and playing cards.
1: And swearing so much. Yeah,
0: and it's it's great because it's set in the past and they don't have to have a character off to the side going, well, you kids shouldn't do that. Like, it's fine.
1: (laughs) I remember it might have been in, like, Roger Ebert's review of Stand By Me, but just somebody being like, kids did not swear that much in 1959, and I think that's probably true. I don't think Stephen King and his buddies swore that much. When they were kids. Yeah,
0: I don't know if they're a good uh, litmus test of how much swearing there was in the '50s, but also it's there is always. I think kids swear more than we remember. I swore a lot as a kid, but it, but it's never malicious swearing. It's just kind of like I'm trying these words out.
1: Yeah, totally.
0: Um,
1: or trying to sound cool.
0: Yeah, exactly, and and so. They're all playing cards and smoking. And uh, Vern, who is the butt monkey of the group, he, uh, he comes... <laughs> the, husky in, the, the husky fellow. The husky fellow whose characteristics are... He's actually kind of... This is a weird reference because I think it came out around the same time. He is, he is uh, Chunk from the Goonies.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> he's, he's very similar. Uh, it's true. So he, he tells tall tales and he always gets the short end of the stick and he kind of asks for it. Uh, and he comes he's up really to, gullible. He is, and he, he comes up to them and he says, "Hey, you guys want to see a dead body?" Uh, and he's not telling tales out of school. And basically, uh, to summarize the plot, there a kid got hit by a train a couple days ago and no one's found the body yet, and. Vern... Yeah,
1: as far as they know, he's just missing. He went out picking blueberries.
0: That's right, yeah. He's just missing. And then Vern here is from under the porch, <laughs> the two older kids.
1: Yeah, uh, his brother and then the blonde guy, who is Dave from summer school of Chainsaw and Dave. Really? <laughs> uh-huh.
0: Awesome. <laughs> uh, Keep talking. Uh, Sure. And so he overhears that, yeah, they they think that's where the body is, that, that this kid isn't missing. Well, he isn't lost anyway. He ends up getting hit by struck by a train and his dead body is lying there. And so whoever finds the body, they'll be heroes. So uh mm-hmm. Vern so anyway, they got okay. hit by a train. Got hit by a train. They all decide to go and, and take the the one day hike it'll take to discover the body and phone it in and be heroes. Yeah, and it's also kind of uh, it's it's the last one of the last days of summer before they go to junior high and they're all split up, so there's that added weight to it. Yeah, uh-huh. uh, the characteristics are, are basically uh, Gordy. Will Wheaton is he's shy and and writerly. He wants to be a writer. Is a writer. Um, kind of kind of dorky. Chris Chambers is sort of the dad of the group a little bit, but he comes from a troubled family. Uh, Vern, we've established his chunk. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Corey Feldman, um, Teddy, is... Yeah. is Is equally troubled and, uh, kind of a messed up kid. And his dad's in a mental hospital and tried to burn his ear off and sort of implied yeah. suffers from PTSD, if not, like, schizophrenia. hmm Um, and they all, they all come from... Except for Vern, I guess, that they all come from kind of broken homes. And even Gordy, because his, his brother, John Cusack, died <laughs> in April of, of that year. So not even like a year ago. And yeah. his parents are basically emotionally shunning him and perhaps always yeah, have. Yeah, and
1: some of the flashbacks, you can tell that, well, maybe not so much his mom, but his dad like never gave a crap about him even when his brother was alive and now they're just both like zombies.
0: Yeah. Uh it's it it reminds me in some ways of in, in an American Beauty is it American Beauty? Uh where crap, what's his name? The uh the closeted gay dad. Kevin Spacey? No, no 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 no. Um Wes Bentley's father. Yes, Chris Cooper's wife. Uh, I think it's Allison Janney. Anyway, she's like super catatonic throughout the whole movie and doesn't really talk. Um, it seems like that where they're just sort of emotionally shut off. Yeah, even even when John Cusack was alive. and Yeah,
1: the dad only cared about Denny. He didn't yeah. care about
0: Gordy. Yeah. Because Denny was the sports hero. And mm-hmm. Gordy did. He, he wrote and he's gawky and had no yeah. interest in sports. So... I, I put a note that I, I liked that like will Wheaton he, he's shy and he's kind of a nerd, but he's still he's not he's not like a voice of reason or anything like like he would be saddled with in, in another movie. Gordy also wants to break the rules and get out of there. yeah and go on this adventure. it's kind of cool.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so they they take off remarkably easy, using the classic, yeah. I'm gonna sleep at his house and you say you're gonna sleep at my house and <laughs> it will be fine.
1: <laughs> Chris manages to steal a gun that his drunk dad had left laying
0: around. Yep. Uh, and and shells, and he plays a prank on Gordy and they fire it off and suffer no repercussions. I,
1: I think he really didn't know that there was a bullet in there. I trust That's him when fair. he says
0: he didn't. <laughs> I... I I think he didn't know, but I don't think he thoroughly checked. Yeah, no, that could be true.
1: I also probably would believe anything River Phoenix ever said.
0: Yeah, he's very good. Yeah. I've only seen him in this and uh, sneakers. Come oh, in. really? I think so, yeah.
1: I'm trying uh, to think of what are actually good things, as like other good things
0: that he was in. My I Own Private he- Idaho, was that him?
1: Yes, him and Keanu
0: Reeves. Yeah. It's good and weird.
1: And that's him being an adult. Not in the life of Jimmy Reardon he's in, but it's not a great movie. But Matthew Perry plays his best friend in it.
0: Interesting. I I saw him in the beginning of Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade.
1: Oh, right. He's also in Mosquito Coast, where Harrison Ford is his dad. Hmm. And Running on Empty is good, and Judd Hirsch is his dad in that one.
0: Judd Hirsch was some... Judd Hirsch... Uh, Judd Hirsch tangent in Ordinary People is so good.
1: That is such a good movie.
0: Yeah. it's. I feel like yeah. it's kind of gotten forgotten, um, yeah. but I really like it.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, I, feel, I think I read the book a couple times after I saw the movie, too.
0: Uh, so they're, <laughs> they escape uh, their <laughs> stifling, boring, boring, life. They start walking. They realize none of them brought food. Together, they cobble <laughs> together two dollars and thirty-seven cents, and and have enough food for two days.
1: <laughs> what a time to be alive!
0: Yeah, um, and there's an interesting moment where train is coming for the first time in the movie and teddy stands on the tracks and he says he's gonna dodge it but it, it oh yeah it does kind of seem like he has i don't want to say like a death wish but a, a disregard for his own life yeah he's
1: definitely like too much of a risk taker mm-hmm. or like probably is not a good judge of how risky risks are
0: yeah, and it's still he. He says when because Chris runs and pulls him off finally, and he says, "I I could have dodged it, but it's unclear to me if he was going to try to dodge it." Do you know what I mean?
1: Yeah. That's
0: oh. um, true. And and so there, there's an interesting line because because uh, Richard Dreyfus uh, older he narrates it throughout and and he says you know that they were so comfortable with each other and they stay up late through the night just talking about stuff before they discovered girls or sex yeah um
1: (laughs) all that talk about
0: goofy Yeah. (laughs) what is he (laughs) it's like like in Donnie Darko where they discuss uh, Smurfette yeah Um, But there's this great line he has where he says, we knew exactly who we were and exactly where we were going. Which is, when you only think two feet in front of you as a 12-year-old, you kind of do feel that way. Um, Oh, I had a question for you. Yeah, I guess that's true. Did you ever go to a junkyard growing up?
1: Um, No, I did... Well no, I went to the town dump, but that was like in my 20s once I've been to the dump, but not to a junkyard. Yeah, like I and certainly not one that was like guarded
0: by a dog. <laughs> yeah, I, I I've I've been to the dump and stuff, but uh with with junkyards, they almost I don't know when they existed because they they exist in this movie. Did you ever read the three investigators,
1: <laughs> the Alfred Hitchcock dudes? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, they... I read. I had one book of. Yeah, I had one book of theirs, but I don't. All I remember is that I had it. I don't remember anything about it.
0: Their the secret entrance to their like hideout headquarters was in a junkyard. I remember, and sounded so cool.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, there still are definitely junkyards, because um, the Netflix show Making a Murderer, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: that guy's family owns a junkyard. Oh, interesting.
0: I'll watch that. Yeah.
1: And, yeah, like, they're still totally around, because, like, at the dump, it's garbage, but at the junkyard, they're going to try and sell it.
0: Right, right.
1: But that also reminds me that in Nothing But Trouble, (laughs) that's basically a junkyard, too. With those two baby
0: guys. I guess that's true. Yeah. (laughs) That's junkyard. Nothing but trouble. With these kind of movies, like, I I really like these kind of movies. I like this nostalgic sort of cusp of, not adulthood, but of of being a teenager. And it's this special weird time that people, myself included, become fond of. Even though when you're that age, it can sometimes be a nightmare. I really like these kind of movies, but I don't relate to them. Because growing up, I never had, like, a ragtag group of friends. Do you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, me neither. Like, I had friends. Like, my sister and I were quite close. And then we had these two sisters who were, like, basically the four of us were kind of best friends. But we never did stuff like this. And we never had, like, big conversations about anything either. Like, Chris and Gordy. Yeah, like, I never totally relate to... Teen or, like, coming-of-age things that involve, like, more than one person.
0: <laughs> yeah. And it's not like, I wasn't, like, depressed at my number of friends. Yeah. It, it just, it was a different yeah. thing. Uh, my best friend actually pointed out to me, after we saw, of all movies, I think it was 21 Jump Street or something, which is a pretty funny movie. <laughs> I, I like that movie. Um, yeah. But I, I got really yeah. mad at part of it. I don't even remember what part. And he said to me after the movie, he's like, no, you <laughs> you hate high school movies because they're never what high school was like for you. Yeah. And I was like, Well, oh, the yeah. same,
1: like, 16 Candles, like, anything. Or anything that has, like, a huge party that, like, the whole school's invited to. Like, I never went to one party. I wouldn't have gone even if I was invited. But I never was invited. Like, high school in movies and TV shows is not at all like what my experience was
0: no and it's also uh i remember i figured it out finally like in my 20s but i was always really self-conscious in high school because i'm like i don't look like the high schoolers on tv and then i was older i'm like that's because they're played by 30 year olds.
1: <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> uh
0: but also i i started going to parties remember- mm-hmm.
1: Oh, I was just going to say, I remember the first episode of my so-called life in it, Claire Danes' Angela character at some point cries and looks, Claire Danes is kind of an ugly crier. And I was just like, oh my God, she looks like a real person for once.
0: Yeah, totally. (laughs) Yeah, it's nice to, same with like Freaks and Geeks or something. You're like, oh, okay.
1: Oh, Yeah. But for me, I was, like, so old when Freaks and Geeks came out. And right. still, like, all their experiences, like, that's nothing like what I did in high school. I didn't do anything in high school.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. I no, me neither. But there's, there was something... I remember a lot of people try to, because of movies and television, try to make their real lives like high school movies and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I remember... I, I did start going to parties when I was uh, a senior in grade 12, um... Like weird art kid parties, but parties nonetheless, and <laughs> yeah, um i was it was after we graduated, or like in the final weeks of it, or whatever, and I was at this party where yeah i I knew a couple of people, but they were the people I had come with were acquaintances, you know what I mean, um okay, yeah, but one of the girls there, I had gone to elementary school with, and then. And then we went to different schools for a couple years, and then we went to the same high school, but we were still in separate programs, so we never really interacted. And uh, she was drunk, and I remember her like flopping down onto the couch next to me and, and, and putting her arm around me and being like, man, Eli, can you believe like we made it? And I just wanted to look at her and be like, what the fuck are you talking about? I never talk to you. Like, not not meanly, I was just so confused that she had built it that way in her head.
1: Have you seen Ghost World?
0: I have, yeah.
1: That just reminded me of, like, the opening scene, well, like, at the graduation dance or whatever, how Rebecca's like, oh, I can't believe we're never going to see them again. And Nina's like, what the fuck do we care? (laughs) (laughs) We never talk to them. Like, it's fine.
0: Yeah, completely. (laughs) Uh so then there's, when, when they're under the stars, they have the, uh, the lard-ass story. They ask Gordy to tell a story. Yes. <laughs> and he tells the story of lard-ass. The story's been cooking up where this overweight kid who's constantly bullied enters a pie-eating contest, and because of... Uh, he, he prepares her beforehand by, by drinking gross stuff and starts projectile vomiting, which yeah. causes everyone <laughs> else to projectile vomit. Uh, I, I had a super minor note. The, the the guy named Bill Travis, who's like the four-time champion in the story within the story, looks yeah. like Bruce Campbell.
1: Wait, sorry, he looks like what?
0: He looks like Bruce Campbell. Like, he's not him.
1: <laughs> kind of, yeah.
0: But he has that really strong jaw. Yeah. <laughs> he's got
1: a long face. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I don't know what the purpose of that story is, but I really enjoy it.
1: Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Like, I don't remember when I was a kid being like, this is weird. But now I'm like, this story is like, f- funny, but it doesn't do anything. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> And then I actually had meant to try and read the novella The Body before I talked to you, but couldn't find a copy of different seasons to see if the st- pie story is in
0: the original story or not oh it It must be it probably is yeah um and then they they all take they all go to sleep and they it's like who has first watch which i couldn't i i think is just sort of if i was a kid if i was a 12 year old sleeping out that is totally something i might suggest
1: yeah yeah well also because they heard the coyotes or whatever but they That's thought it right. sounded like women screaming or whatever.
0: <laughs> yeah, and uh, they they show um, them all sort of taking turns, basically yeah. playing with the gun.
1: <laughs> but Vern's super freaked out.
0: Yeah, uh, <laughs> but then there's uh, Gordy and Chris. They they're up together. Uh, mm-hmm. Chris wakes Gordy up because he has a nightmare of being at uh Denny's funeral and his dad saying it should have been you.
1: Yeah. It's
0: just heartbreaking. Mm-hmm.
1: Like, I
0: feel I in real life I feel bad for Will Wheaton cuz he can't get away from this movie. But
1: I guess but doesn't a, don't most people know him as Wesley Crusher?
0: I guess so, yeah. I don't know. It's I, like, I think it's a great movie anyway.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like he did great work. It's an awesome movie.
0: Um, and River Phoenix, Chris Chambers, he starts talking about how he got nailed for stealing the lunch money or the milk money from school or whatever. Mm -hmm. But then he reveals that he tried to give it back to a teacher and the teacher used the money to buy herself, uh, like a a, skirt, a skirt instead. Yeah. Or a sweater or something like that. And and still reported it missing. Yeah. Uh, and he just breaks my heart.
1: Yeah, he's so good. And, like, that kind of stuff's so true. Like, people see you how they want to see you, and then if you prove different, sometimes they don't care and they're not going to accept it.
0: hmm Yeah, it's it's interesting what... Like, yeah, he's just born under a bad family name. He's not a bad person. Mm-hmm. And it. I, I got lucky, because in, in my high school, I basically got known as, like, Oh, he's he's really smart and he gets good grades. Oh, okay. Um, known as a strong term, but uh, amongst teachers, it's like, oh, he doesn't cause trouble. I guess that was my reputation. <laughs> um, yeah. So I would get, I would turn my stuff in early, but it, it allowed me the luxury early. Well, uh, no, 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 no. Early, <laughs> like during class work, I would be done. Oh, early. okay. Uh, okay. And then I would, in grade eleven and twelve. I would leave my classroom for like 30 minutes at a time <laughs> and almost never got in trouble for it. Yep. And, and it's such a luxury I had because they all thought I was like a good kid and I was, I wasn't getting into trouble. It was just like, well, I'm done my work, so I'm leaving. Yeah. Like, I'll be and back.
1: And i give you hassle you because... You're not going to go do something bad. Yeah. But then you could go do something bad and they wouldn't suspect.
0: I could. I never took that opportunity. It's like, I wouldn't even know what to do if I was to do something bad. <laughs> oh, I found out, I, I looked up, I haven't read the body either, but I looked up in the original story. Um, it's it, it said sort of what, what happens to all the characters. Which, which happens in the in the movie as well, but in the story, Teddy dies in a car crash and Vern dies in a house fire. Oh, yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. I don't like that. It seems so. They're all dead except Gordy. By the time he writes this,
0: yeah, it seems unnecessary.
1: Yeah, I was talking to Matt at work the other day about Stand by Me, and he's like, "Oh, it's kind of weird how like the." actors kind of ended up the same as the characters did and I was like what but then he was like yeah like Chris Chambers dies River died um Vern gets married and like runs the forklift and just has a family and in real life like Jerry O'Connell obviously is famous but like he like has a family and kids with Rebecca Romaine.
0: yeah it seems and then
1: yeah, Corey Feldman, whose Teddy character, like, ended up in jail. And Corey hasn't been in jail, but, like, he's obviously very troubled. Mm-hmm. And then, like, Will's just, like, the guy who's, like, yeah, it's okay.
0: Yeah, he's a nerdy guy, and he writes a lot. Yeah, and, you know. yeah.
1: Yeah. So, and I was like, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, th-
0: throughout all this, uh, we haven't been talking about throughout all this movie, it intercuts scenes with uh, Kiefer Sutherland's gang. Yes. Uh and and he has like bleach blonde hair and it looks ridiculous, but they yeah. they're all also just being bad dudes and they eventually sort of get the information out from the other two about the dead bodies so they're racing to go there too. And they're they're mm-hmm. cutting tattoos into each other. Yeah. It's they're just bad guys. Yeah. <laughs> Like yeah, there's no.
1: Well, especially Kiefer as Ace. Like he's just such a jerk. Like even to his like other friends. Like stand up to him. Come on.
0: Yeah. Well, it's he's to call. He's their friend the way that like Lord Voldemort has friends. What?
1: Where... <laughs> <laughs> They're just scared of him, and he'll hurt them worse if they don't just do what he says.
0: Yeah, and and so uh, the the kids they finally that they finally reach. Uh, the dead body and mm-hmm. there's a real solemnness to it. Like at this point, the, the, since, since they got stuck with the leeches, right. Yeah. Uh, the, the fun part of the adventure is just done. Yeah. Now, now it's oddly just sort of like a quest and something they have to do. Um, mm-hmm. and sort of in the, in the background of the scene a bit before Gordy breaks down to Chris about his dad saying he, he hates me, I'm no good. And Chris is, no, Yeah, Chris said, he doesn't hate you, he just doesn't know you. Yeah, he, like, he's no good. Like, if he doesn't bother taking the time to know you, that's his fault. Yeah. That's his loss. Which is interesting, because that's, that, again, it shows how much of a, of a dad character uh, Chris is, because... If a if a friend of mine, like, approached me with that when I was 12, I would not know what to say.
1: Totally. It's pretty, like, it's awesome, but it's also, like, fairly unrealistic. Especially, like, obviously he's had a hard time with his dad being a drunk and maybe no mom. I don't remember if they mention his mom. But, like, it's pretty not real that he would have that good of a perspective.
0: <laughs> yeah. That he's but so well-adjusted. He pulls it off. <laughs> he does. Uh, I also found out that River Phoenix, who, he was older than his character, I think he was 14 or 15, um, yeah. he lost his virginity during the film.
1: Yes, to an older woman.
0: Yeah, to, like, a friend of the family.
1: <laughs> yeah, his parents were hippies. Like, Phoenix is not their real last name.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but it's just All the like, other
1: kids have funny names. I,
0: I, I, I read that he came up to, like, Rob Reiner, the director one day, with, like, this big shit-eating grin on his face. And he's like, it's like, it finally happened. It's like, finally? <laughs> you're you're 14. <laughs> like, I knew, I knew uh, my, my friend in junior high, uh, who I knew in the eighth grade, him and his girlfriend... Uh, had sex all the time, and to, to be fair, I was wildly impressed, but yeah, I was also like, it's kind of scary,
1: yeah, yeah, totally.
0: Um, yeah, it was just a weird side note. <laughs> I was like, what? Um,
1: and like, River is obviously very
0: cute at this time in his life, but
1: like, he became. Like a mega babe soon after. Mm-hmm. But here he's just like kind of cute. Like you're not like, yeah, for sure girls will be falling all over him. But soon
0: after they would. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Ugh. Oof. Um, And and so they, they find the dead body. And Ace and his gang catch up with them. And it's a standoff. And, and they say, it's, it's kind of <laughs> interesting because I guess what was like Ace and his gang's, were they going to... Call the body in, and then have the town change their opinion of them. Like, what was their game?
1: Yeah, or maybe more, they were hoping for like a monetary
0: reward. Probably more than anything. Uh, I guess so. It's never, it's never made explicit. Yeah, yeah. Um, but in any case, it, it's also partially now at this, at the end game. It's I want this because you have it.
1: Oh yeah, totally.
0: Um, and there's a back and forth, and finally, uh, Gordy fires the gun in the air, and he stands Ace down, and Ace has a knife, and they back off, and yeah, Gordy. Utters, I think Gordy
1: would have shot him.
0: If I think he would have came closer,
1: like maybe I... not have killed him, because who knows what kind of a shot he is? But I
0: think yeah. Well, it he c- just because we we found his whole not his whole life but certainly in the last year or so it's just this life of being underestimated and ignored Mm Mm-hmm. and he's in a very emotional raw place at that at that moment and they're all kind of projecting themselves on on the kid on the kid who's died and they want to honor him and uh yeah he just stares him down and and he and and ace sees that and he says you know this isn't over like we'll get you when you get back to town which i read in the novel completely happens
1: yeah because in the movie like gordy's not even like yeah they really like hurt us or something like even in passing he doesn't mention
0: it yeah like I would be looking over my shoulder for months if I did that.
1: Oh yeah, and Ace like his character is, is not the type to say that and then just let it go because also he has nothing else to do except harass people.
0: No, yeah, that that's the the weirdness of small town and and also like uh, <laughs> River Phoenix like Chris Chambers' brother is part of his gang. Mm-hmm. I think Vern's and brother, and they still
1: have Gordy's hat that he got from Denny. Yeah, the Yankees cap,
0: which is just such a low blow. Like they know his brother
1: died. Yeah,
0: yeah. Oof. Um, and and so the movie ends with I I'd be I'd be remiss to not say Will Beaton's line of "Suck my fat one, you cheap dime store hood." Oh yeah, it just. <laughs> It's great, uh, and we haven't even talked about them outrunning the train.
1: Oh, right.
0: Yeah, when and walking.
1: getting away from Chop. Pardon? And getting away from Chop.
0: Oh yeah, from from the dog who ends up being like, like a Labrador. Mention the junkyard, but not the.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, they're afraid of this junk mean junkyard dog, and it's just like a goofy dog. Yeah. (laughs) Um,
1: One thing about that junkyard scene, the guy who owns the junkyard knows who they all are. And I know it's a small town, but I feel like that dude's not, like, part of the social society. I found that (laughs) not real. Like, maybe he would know one or two, but the fact that he knows all four of them?
0: Yeah, that's kind of strange. That's right. He he would probably know Chris Chambers, maybe Teddy.
1: Yeah, and Teddy.
0: Yeah. And it, it ends with... Richard Dreyfus sort of taking a, a, a lean back from his computer and you see that he now has two young boys or no he has, he has a son at least and, and then like his son's friend and he has a yeah, line yeah, he's annoyed like he yeah he's like I haven't I haven't seen Chris in 10 years and he and he did manage to push himself through law school and he did manage to try to break up a fight and always do the right thing and he, he died for it. Mm-hmm. It's just sort of this this very melancholy ending, but then it's kind of on a positive note, like, you see the end of the movie as Richard Drive is playing with his kid, and you're like, well, he didn't emotionally abuse his child the way his dad did from the very little we see.
1: Yeah, totally. Uh,
0: and then, so he learned
1: both what to do from his dad and also probably what to do from being friends with Chris.
0: Yeah. Because he says that, like, Teddy and Vern sort of drifted in and out of his life, and even eventually Chris did as well, but for their friends for a much longer time.
1: Yeah, for sure. Like, through high school and stuff.
0: Mm -hmm. And it it ends with uh, the song Stand By Me, which I have always hated. Uh, Oh, really?
1: (laughs) Yeah, I just I really liked it. I had this this soundtrack um, on cassette tape. From the Columbia Record and Tape Club, and it is a great soundtrack, including that song.
0: <laughs> that's cool. The Columbia Record <laughs> and, and they made Tape a video Club?
1: around the time, and the boys
0: are in it. So that's yeah, that's this movie, and it's yeah, it's it's really like like we've talked about. It's it's an interesting movie because you and I don't really relate to it. Um, yeah, but there's something
1: about it that like I loved, and like I. Had, I've probably seen it, like, at least 20 times, but I hadn't seen it for probably at least a decade, and I was kind of like, oh, is it still going to be good? But I still really liked it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I I think it's amazing. and it's In, in some ways, I'm sort of jealous. Like, I, I wish that I had been... What would the age be? I don't know, in my 30s or 40s, in, in the 80s, because <laughs> then I'd be curious seeing this movie... What it would be like. I don't know. Like, if there's any realism to it. I'm sure there is some. and, and yeah. there's, there's the realism of kids. Uh, I, I can't speak for girls, but I imagine it's much the same. A lot of my conversations as a young boy involved who would win in a fight conversations. <laughs>
1: Like, between you and the other people? Or, like, your dad versus their
0: dad? Like, fictional characters. Uh,
1: Yeah, no. I never talked about that. (laughs) (laughs) Some girls might have, but I feel like most girls did not talk about that. (laughs) Maybe they would pretend or, like, talk about, like, who would date who or something. Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) But, yeah, not the fight stuff for me. It's something interesting because they also talk about yeah they they talk about they they never dis they hadn't discovered girls at this point at at this age yeah. um i was like i was a shy kid, i was a total gordy um <laughs> and i was i was never even once I had discovered girls, i like wasn't comfortable talking about them to my friends,
1: yeah, me neither, but about boys or girls yeah but no <laughs> There was... that kind of stuff yeah or like periods and stuff like th- that i never talked about with my friends and then like all the like young adult novels i'd read like they would totally like in are you there god it's me margaret
0: mm-hmm. they all
1: talked about their periods like i just got mine i don't think i ever told any friend that i ever had my period before.
0: yeah did you also talk about uh how you must increase your bust
1: <laughs> no <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, I think
1: I do remember trying those exercises after I read the book, but I don't know. I guess it worked. (laughs) (laughs) It got bigger.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. uh, (laughs) uh, This has been really fun, dude.
1: Yeah, I liked it. And Uh, I was glad to watch Stand By Me again. I forgot
0: how much I love that movie. It's so good. I I was was happy to watch it again, too. (laughs) Christy did get out. She eventually became a librarian. Last week she entered a used bookstore, just ahead of her two-men-gotten-into-an-argument. One of them pulled an iPhone lightsaber app. Christy, who would always make the best memes, tried to put it on Twitter. Hashtag hipster world star. She is absolutely still alive. Jesus, I hate this song.